Welcome to the 100 Entrepreneurs Podcast, created to provide veterans and their family members with information, ideas, and inspiration for starting new businesses. This is Amanda Weathersby for 100 Entrepreneurs Foundation. We talk with entrepreneurs and small business experts to learn more about their industries and their lessons learned in creating and growing new businesses. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Amanda Weathersby with 100 Entrepreneurs a podcast today. Uh, I have a wonderful woman to, joining us who is, uh, owns two companies, and one of them is Urban Referrals, which is an online company, and the other one is Steel Management Group, which is a project management company for construction projects. And uh, with that, I'd like to welcome Sarah Steele to, uh, to the, our podcast. Thank you. Hi, Amanda. Hi. How Hi. are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well today. Thank you. Good, good. Well, Sarah, you are one of the rare entrepreneurs who has two companies, so we're pretty excited about this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other thing is that I understand that you're hiring veterans, and we are very excited about that as well. So welcome, yes, and, yes. and uh, I just can't wait. Okay, with that, um, tell me a little bit about your background. Now, why in the world are you an entrepreneur? Oh my goodness, that's a that's a great question. So, um, you know, before becoming an entrepreneur, I probably spent the first twenty years of my career in just business management, operations, things like that. I'm working primarily for small businesses, so I gained a broad swath of experience. You know, human uh, human resources and business development and, and just general management. Um, in all of those different projects and all of the different jobs that I had um, taken on, I, it, it all involved, you know, some level of construction or, or, or uh, relocation, companies expanding or companies um, splitting off from other companies and, and uh, needing to, to relocate. So really my um, decision to become an entrepreneur was um, actually just out of uh, a solution to a problem. The company that I had been working with um, was starting to, um, I don't want to say downsize, but the, the market was changing and I started to see the writing on the wall. And and, um, and so I, I knew that I would need to ultimately be looking for a job, you know, sometime in the near future. And and right around that same time, I was um, also, you know, changes in my personal life, wanting to start a family and things like that were coming about. And I just knew that, you know, the best solution would be to have more control of my time, which is really the driving um, factor. And so it, I guess it all just, all, everything kind of came into alignment and in wanting to start my own company. So that's when I started the management group. That's great. And uh, did you start from scratch or did you have a client when you started the company? Um, well, actually, the, the company that I had been working with, the owner of that company, who I worked very closely with, had um, an idea for another spin-off company, a totally different company, but something within the similar industry or the same industry. And so I had actually been working with him on that um, a little bit over the last, you know, the, the prior year. And so um, I started Steel Management Group, and he was my first client. Fortunately, Wonderful. so I was. It was a very soft start for me. <laughs> um, I was <laughs> very, great. very lucky in that regard. That's great. Wonderful. And um, did you? You're, you're in the construction industry. Did you train as an engineer, or how did you end up choosing construction? 
Well, I, it was something that I had been involved with really since my first one of my first internships in college when I had worked for an art gallery that ended up relocating from its location to a to a separate space, and that was my first kind of introduction to build outs. And I just through happenstance or divine intervention or whatever it was, through every job that I had had from that point forward, it involved some type of build out. Um, and so I, I just discovered that that really fit my um, interests and, and, and skill sets and kind of personality or whatever it was that I, I, mm-hmm. I don't have an engineering background. I don't, I'm not an architect. Um, I think if I, had, if I had to do it all over again, I would certainly do that. But um, I did not go back to get a graduate degree in construction management until much later in life. So I really started out in all of this with just the experience that I gained in the field. Well, that's great. And did it take a long time to get the company up to a level of business that paid you enough to pay your mortgage and your benefits and all those other things that entrepreneur, entrepreneurs are required to pay themselves? Um, yeah, I mean, it certainly did take some time to get to that level. I mean, I've been very fortunate that I've um, always had a pipeline of, of, of work. Um, and so, you know, we've, we've, uh, or I've, all, I've always been able to pay myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I also am very, very fortunate that I'm, that I have a partner who also is, has a full-time job and contributes to the, <laughs> to the household mm-hmm. expenses. And so there's not that level of pressure that I think mm-hmm. a lot of other entrepreneurs have, but we've always been profitable and we have zero debt. So that's really very important to me. Um, yeah. and we're growing. We've been, we've grown every year and, uh, we've, uh, and we look forward that's to continue great. that pace, that pace. That's wonderful. Okay, now that's not your that steel management group is the one you started, right? That's your first business. Yes, mm-hmm. two thousand and ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two thousand and ten. Now, that's not your only business. So, what happened? How did you end <laughs> up having two businesses? <laughs> and so, yeah, Urban Referrals is a company that my husband and I purchased um, in the fall of two thousand and eleven. Um, I knew the owner; she was a friend of mine, and she um, did a. She she started the company actually back in 2002 and did an awesome job um, creating it and building it and, 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 and helping it thrive. And uh, she happened to relocate out of the area and so had been trying to manage the company and run it and, and have it um, continue to grow from afar, which she just found to be not, not what she ultimately wanted to do. So, um, you know, because of my background and our relationship with one another, her understanding what I do and, and me understanding her business through our relationship. Um, ultimately, the bottom line is that um, she offered um, us a chance to buy the company. It, it took us a while to come to that decision to do that, but in the end, I saw it as a nice complement to, to the work I was already doing with Steel Management Group and potentially the work that we wanted to do in the future, so we, so we made that decision to buy it. And what does Urban Referrals do? What is the business? And so we're we're yeah, we're a contractor referral company. So um, there are a lot of different vehicles out there now for customers or for homeowners or property owners to find a contractor. But we're very boutique. We service only the Maryland, D.C., and Virginia areas. But we um, have a network of contractors that we have screened and vetted. We know I know all of them personally. I've met them all, um, and we understand what those contractors 
do best, right? We understand what's in their wheelhouse. And so when a property owner has a project and they don't know who to call, um, one of their options is to contact us and they can send us their project and we can talk it through with them, determine what their budget is, their timeline, the, the nuances of the job, and then we can match them with up to three contractors that are best suited for their project. Um, it's a free oh. service to the property owner. And um, and we stay involved in the project from afar. I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna bug everybody every five minutes, but we certainly stay involved until that project closes. Either they tell us they've not hired one of our contractors, or if they have, until that project closes out. Hmm. That's right. And and can you give us an example of some of the synergies between your two companies? Well, it certainly helps with the relationship with contractors and, and understanding the industry. Um, Steel Management Group is primarily on the on the commercial construction side, and in urban referrals is on the residential side. But still, just networking in the industry as a whole, it, I, I'm exposed to a lot of different contractors, so that helps all around, really. Um, just. Uh, just just general industry knowledge and just being immersed in it from all different angles has really been very helpful. Great. Good. Uh, well, I think that must help a lot to have, if you have two companies, that they have a relationship and that they are mm-hmm. synergistic. Yeah. Um, all right. So how do you recruit people? And that would be your employees or your contractors. How do you recruit them? Two, two very different, <laughs> two very different animals there. Um, for my staff, I look at what the job requires, whether it's folks that need to be here local, working in, in line with me or in, in step with me, or whether or not it's a, it's a position that can be work that could be done remotely, because um, we certainly do have a remote employees. Um, and so, based off of what's required, um, I'll go use the. the and whether it's a full-time position, whether it can be a, an actual employee or a contract position, um, and I'll use the, the vehicle that I think is the most appropriate for, for whatever that job requirement is. Um, and, so, and so, you know, whether that be an online job search, whether that be an Indeed or a, a Jobs.com or something like that, or whether that's just networking, um, something like that. For contractors, it's a totally different animal because we're so um, we're so careful about the contractors that we that we allow into our network, and so a lot of that just comes through relationship building and, and learning of contractors, people that I meet, folks that are referred to me through other contractors and customers that we work with, and so that's a, that's a, that's a far more tedious and, and lengthy process. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's go back to urban referrals. You bought a business, which is a mm-hmm. really interesting approach. A lot of people buy businesses. Uh, and tell me how that worked and how did you fund it and how complicated was that process? Well, you know, it's interesting. I think that my process may have been a bit softer, and I say that only because I knew the owner of the company. Uh, we certainly did everything, you know, she had her attorney, I had my attorney, um, but we had uh, much more of a casual relationship. I can certainly ask her. We had, we had lots of conversations about it um, that weren't 
scheduled meetings as you would typically have if it was somebody that wasn't that you weren't as familiar with. Let's put it that way. Um, and so we we funded it through a portion. We took a loan against my husband's four hundred one k, believe it or not, and and then the balance of it was actually funded through um, the owner. And we paid her regular monthly payments for two years, and so ultimately, so it was almost um, so it was almost like having a mortgage that she, you know, you paid her almost a mortgage mm-hmm. payment. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. But the good news is, is that the company was able to pay that payment as well as the four hundred one k loan payment immediately, and so uh, in a way, the company paid for itself. Great, that's great, um, wonderful, and. Uh, uh, just a quick question. Do you have offices for the, your companies, or are you working from home? I work out of a home office, uh, uh, an office that I have in my house. Um, and so, and, and then so all of my other staff work remotely at this point. Great. That's they all have their own home offices, and we all meet up via Skype, or we meet up in person at, at, at various, um, you know, whether it be a we workspace or something like that. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, now I assume people are very important in your business, <laughs> from <laughs> clients to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. contractors. It's a people business, basically. Or mm-hmm. Both of them are. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, you know, what, what is it about the people you work with that makes them the people you want to work with? How do you, you know, what is it that you're looking for when you hire people, when you look for clients, you know, what are the attributes? Oh goodness. Well, for, I think, well, for both, whether there be a client or whether they be an employee, I think that there needs to be a synergy um, that's present. I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, the ability to kind of understand each other's approach, um, I think that you know it's certainly it's a different approach when you're when you're work, you're choosing to work with a client because there certainly have been clients that I've turned down, um, and that's more on the urban on the um, steel management group side, of course, because I don't have the length of time in a, in a in a client's life or customer's life with urban referrals, um, mm-hmm. and then with an employee, it's a, it's certainly a different approach. You know, you're you're certainly looking more for skill sets, and and because my relationship with them with that person would be different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think ultimately it's the, that ability to communicate and that um, and making sure that um, that everyone's expectations are in the line that I think is important. Mm-hmm. And now the people that you hire, what skill sets are you looking for? Well, of course, it depends upon the position. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if it's somebody that's going to be working on the back end and the computer systems, and I certainly want somebody to have the skill sets in the, in the, in the background um, for that. Um, you know, whether it's an administrative position and somebody that, that has that, the, the skill sets related to that. I mean, ultimately, the common thread for anyone that I, that I would want to work with is that, is a, you know, a, a logic and a common sense and the ability to problem solve. I think those are really important to me. Um, I think that I'm very busy, and so I want to have somebody that's able to be, you know, shown what needs, needs to be done, trained, 
I'm always available for <laughs> for assistance. I, and I say, you know, we have weekly meetings and things like that. But I think ultimately it needs to be somebody that I can trust to be left to do what they need to do um, mm-hmm. and, and that I can trust they're going to do it well. Great. That's the dream of every employer, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, uh, rumor has it that you're actually recruiting for steel management group and that you're interested in hiring veterans for those roles. Is that correct? That is correct. That's actually how I learned of 100 Entrepreneurs. Um, uh-huh. Your manage group is growing, and I'm when it when I stopped, took a step back, and, and started to think about how I wanted to scale the business and and what that would look like. Um, you know, I have uh, veterans in my family, and I and I you know, have had long conversations with them about their transition from military life into civilian life, and. Um, I just felt as though when I selfishly, <laughs> selfishly that when I look at what, what veterans can bring to the table for me, I think that that, that hard work ethic and, and, uh, logistics and things like that would be mm-hmm. more readily available as opposed to, you know, potentially somebody right out of college or, um, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and a lot of skill sets that would that would be perfect for uh, big project management jobs. I would imagine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, how long does the sales cycle take you? I mean, for, let's split that in two. The first question for Steel Management Group, because <laughs> I uh-huh. suspect they're different for the two companies. But how long does it take to make a sale? Oh goodness. Um, well, you know, uh, it depends on the type of project because mm-hmm. I do with Steel Management Group, I do general consulting, and those can be just one kind of one-off. Somebody has a problem, they need me to come in and help them solve that small problem, and then we're done. Some are lengthy project management contracts that last a year or longer because of a construction of something. And then there's ongoing contracts for facility management um, and so, you know, the, the, the longer, the larger contracts clearly have a longer uh, life cycle to, to closing the sale just because of the, the, the size of the contract, I think. Um, and, you know, if it, especially if I'm working with an organization or an agency um, and the bureaucracy that's behind that, um, there's several months leading up even to getting an RFP or, or the vehicle in which to bid on the project. Um, hmm. e- even when if I'm working with just a condo association and working with a board and things like that, there's several months before you're able to, to typically have the, you know, the information you need in order to put forth a bid. Um, hmm. Other smaller projects, it could be a phone call. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working on the project the next week, <laughs> and I'm done yeah. the week after that. It just depends on the sense of urgency. So yeah, interesting. All right, now, how do you generate new sales for Urban Referrals, the online company? Um, you know, a lot of our marketing, because we are in such a concentrated geographic area, we do a lot of marketing to our existing database of customers. Um, we do a lot of online marketing, to be frank, through, through Facebook. Um, we find that to be pretty cost-effective, and we're able to kind of tailor it based off of the, you know, the, the vehicles that Facebook allows for, for targeting the market 
Um, you know, for us being in the construction industry, things like Google ads and, and whatnot, it's, it's unfortunately been, it's become cost prohibitive for us because the cost per click and things like that is so high because um, mm-hmm. our market's so saturated. Um, but, and then we also try to get in front of customers face-to-face as, as often as possible. So truly anybody comes to me with a, help, with a, with a home improvement fair or, or anything like that um, and, and, and you know, asks me to participate, I'm, I'm there. So it, cause it gives me that opportunity to get in front of folks and tell them about us. So that's very interesting. So you have an online business and you meet your customers face-to-face. <laughs> right. Well, because we're local, and that's one of the benefits of urban, you know, of our company mm-hmm. of urban referrals. That you know, we service the neighborhood in which, or that we service the, the area in which we live. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun that you know, my I'm, you know, when folks call me, I know usually which neighborhoods they're talking about um, because mm-hmm. I've been here for you know since '92. So I've been I've been around the block a long time, and I've lived in Maryland, D.C., and in Virginia. So <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, That's great. Yeah. Now, how, how how do you forecast sales for the two companies, and is it similar or different? I mean, do you do you start a forecast for the next twelve months uh, or three years, or uh, how, how do you? Yeah, it's very different. It's it's very mm-hmm. different. You know, with with Steel Management Group, I wish I could say that I was more um, methodical or strategic about it. I'm more strategic about the type of projects that I want to focus on um Mm -hmm. and so you know we have a i I have a a, a, my 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 planning chart of of what i know is coming down the pipeline as far as rfps or or projects that folks have approached me about that they said hey we're going to be doing this we're going to want you to bid things like that and i'll plot that out based off of when they think that's going to be available Mm-hmm. Um, and then knowing how I want to grow the business, we'll start to do um, targeted marketing, but it's usually very hyper-targeted marketing uh, mm-hmm. within that, that type of area, that field area or that um, subject matter area. For urban referrals, really, we, it's, as much as I've tried um, to, to forecast based off of trends that we see, um, it, the best that I can do is based off of historical information. I, I um, and, and even that's not a foolproof um, vehicle, or it's not a foolproof way of doing it. But it's the best that I can. I know that you know when we send out our newsletters, we might see a small uptick in in projects that are submitted because we're now back in front of the customer that might not have used us for a while. Um, mm-hmm. We know that things are going to slow down right before the holidays and pick up again right after the holidays. But those are small little bumps in the, in the, in the, in the cycle. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise it's, it's, you know, we, we definitely see down ticks when there's something crazy going on in the economy because folks are more, um, you know, scared to invest a large amount in some, you know, when they're not sure where, where, you know, if they're going to have a job, <laughs> that kind of thing. Sure. But sure. fortunately things have been, been strong lately. So we've, uh, mm-hmm. we've not seen those kind of dips for a while. Sure. Gotcha. Now, uh, you mentioned that you're you're scaling uh, steel management group, mm-hmm. and you expect to be hiring and and so forth. So you so you have a projection that says we're growing more per year, year over year, than we were before. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? 
Well, we, we've recently gone through a rebranding, and so mm-hmm. uh, we started Steel Management Group really, you know, as taking on any type of, of, of consulting project that would fit under what I felt is my area of expertise. So whether that be a recruiting project because of my HR background or an operations and restructuring kind of project or, um, or build-out or construction management project, there are a lot of different different projects going on <laughs> under mm-hmm. underneath our roof, and and it, it got to be a, a bit much for us, or for me especially. And so, um, in 2016, I I decided to pull back and really focus on decide what we wanted to do, who we wanted to be, and so um, we rebranded to be just a construction management facility management. Um, we certainly do one-off consulting, but it must be related to something that's, that's the construction build-out growth type of related um, mm-hmm. project. Gotcha. So, yes, now that we have this focus, now I, now I see we're much more clearly where we're headed and I'm able to market in that direction and I'm scaling for that purpose. Great. Wonderful. All right. So what is the most difficult or what, what are the most difficult parts of operating a business and growing a business? What's, what's the mm. toughest? And, well, and you, have, you have such an interesting uh, comparison of, you know, two businesses to compare. So right, what's, right. what's the hard part? Um, from, you know, and I'm going to have to, put, I mean, preface this all by saying that this is me because um, some other folks might have different challenges. For me, I'm a bit of a, perfectionist and so I have to struggle constantly with the um, with the uh, um, ability to let it go right let it mm-hmm. let somebody else handle it outsource it delegate it things like that so because for me it was very easy to become overwhelmed with everything that needed to be done Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, at one point it was just one business, but then when it became two businesses, it was, it was mind boggling. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's something, even after all these years of, of owning a company or two companies, it's, it's still something that I have to purposely ask myself, is this something I have to do or is this something that I can delegate? So that's a challenge for me. Um, and it's something that I, you know, when I work with other clients that are potentially in the same situation, I say, you know, really focus. Where, where are you going to be able to best utilize your time? Where's the most money going to be made ultimately is how to approach it. Yeah, that's great. All right. So what's the best part about running your own business? Oh boy, for me, it's too, I mean, definitely the flexibility and schedule. Um, I have a young child. Um, so that ability, which was the whole reason why I started this path, <laughs> down this path, was, is in its, it's the ability to be able to be, to play a very, um, active and present role in her life. And, um, she's in, in, in school now, but still, um, still being that, that, that person that um, is at home <laughs> for her mm-hmm. when she would need it and takes her to activities and, and what have mm-hmm. you and not feel that tug because um, that I know I understand and respect that every working parent has between job and, and, and home life. Um, mm-hmm. But I fortunately having owning the company can, can um, better. Now that means that I'm also working at 11 o'clock at night, but, 
Um, <laughs> but I have control of that. Nobody can say yes or no to do that. Um, so that's a, that's a positive. And then um, I think that satisfaction that you get of a job well done and winning a project, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a win that you, that can't be beat for sure. Mm, that's good. All right. So any other advice that you would like to give our audience about either one of your businesses or being an entrepreneur in general or, you know, how to get one started, how to make one grow or, you know, what to watch out for? Any other advice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I thought about this because I, <laughs> I suspected you were going to ask me this question. <laughs> Truly, it's just to, to get to get going, to not, you know, so especially if you have a, a penchant for being, you know, a perfectionist, you want to make sure every dot is dotted and T is crossed. You have every bit of information that you feel like you must have. And really, honestly, if you feel like you have 60% or 70% of the information, just go and you're going to, and you're going to be able to, 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 I want to say wing it, but you're going to be able to just work with it and go with the flow. Um, but if you wait until you feel as though it's a perfect situation or a perfect scenario, it's a perfect, it's never going to happen. You just have to, you mm-hmm. just have to take a, a deep breath and jump, as they say, and then it, and it will work <laughs> out, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. This is fantastic, and we really appreciate your time. All right. It's a pleasure, Amanda. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.